monster is a mirror, and when we look at him, we look into our own hidden faces, meditate on this at second level. Is this life reality? No. It is a film. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. Here is the hair I've lost in the past three months. Take it. It belongs to you. You will know why one day. That's fucking crazy, man. Welcome to We're a Movie Club. I am the leg and I sound like this. Today's movie is Fly Me to the Saitama. And now, your host, Anil Hans Siri. Hello, strange seekers, and welcome to the Weird Movie Podcast. Thank you to The Lake for that wonderful introduction, as always. I'm Daniel Wishes, and with me, as always, is my beautiful, wonderful partner. Hi, I'm Sari. Here we are, episode 11 of the Weird Movie Podcast. So today on the show, we're going to be watching a movie that neither of us have watched before. Right. Now, we should say that we almost always record the show from Japan, but specifically, we're in Saitama, Japan. Yep. Saitama is a prefecture very close to Tokyo. Mm, It's north of Tokyo. And this is a movie about Saitama called Fly Me to the Saitama. (laughs) And it's a a very newish movie. It just came out last year, I guess. Yeah. And Mm. I hear that this movie is, is very culturally relevant to Japan and Saitama, so I hope you'll explain it to me. Okay. I think people are really excited to hear us talk about Fly Me to the Saitama, so I guess we should watch the movie and find out what it's all about. Yeah, let's do that. Let's watch it. We'll be back after the break. Okay, well, we are back from watching Fly Me to the Saitama, or the Japanese title, I guess, is Tonde Saitama. Right. Well, I have to say, Sari, I am a fan of weird movies. I've seen a lot, and you might think that I've become desensitized to weird movies, but that movie was so weird (laughs) and wacky and crazy, even for me, that I'm just like, oh my god, what did I just watch? Oh, yay! I don't know what to think. I think I have to watch it again. Well, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. A very funny, very silly film. Yeah, very, very silly. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy the film, Sari? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. This movie has a lot of very culturally specific jokes and yeah. scenarios. Yeah. And I've been living in Japan for a few years now, so I understood some of them, but I still feel like a lot of it went over my head. And I feel uh. like people from other countries, a lot of it's going to go over their head too. Mm. This movie, I think, for people from other countries who don't know a lot about Japan, mm. are going to find it very weird and 
kind of confusing and baffling mm. because mm. of the cultural references. But even if you get all the cultural references in the movie, I feel like it's still going to be weird. Even for Japanese people who get all the jokes, it's a weird movie. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, it, it is weird. Quirky? It's very quirky. The first scene we start with is sort of this scene that doesn't exist within the movie. It's sort of an introduction with some ballet. Mm -hmm. It's almost an apology for the movie at the beginning saying, right. like, please don't be offended. This movie yeah. is just a joke. Yes. Don't take it too seriously, yeah. please. And there's a man there who, who might be the manga artist. Yeah. Because this film is based off of a manga mm. from the 80s, right? Yeah. So after that, we join a family, a husband, a wife, and a daughter. Mm. And the daughter is going to some kind of engagement party. Yeah, uh, they're gonna have family meeting for the first time. For her future husband. Yeah. The, so the father and the mother are sitting in the front seat of the car. The father is driving and they're driving to... Where are they meeting the husband? Is it in Tokyo or... Yeah, yeah, I think they're or, going to Tokyo. Or do yeah. they not really say? No, they're going to Tokyo. But the daughter starts talking about how incredibly uncool Saitama is. Yes. Uh, Saitama is a prefecture on the border of Tokyo, mm. kind of like a province or a state. And this movie is sort of all about all the different states or prefectures surrounding Tokyo, right? Right. So the father is from Saitama. Yeah. And the mother is from Chiba. Right. That's right. And the daughter doesn't want to live there. She wants to live in Tokyo. And yeah, she's very yeah, yeah. excited about leaving Saitama because it's uncool. Yes. And the father gets offended by this. Yeah. He's like, how how dare you insult Saitama? Yeah. But then at that moment, a radio drama comes on about uh. the secret history of Saitama, <laughs> a time long ago that exists outside of time, a bit futuristic, a bit in the past, mm. where the world of Japan was different but similar to how it is now. Yeah. Kind of how the way it is now, but exaggerated, I guess. Yeah, it was Highly like, they say it was 90s. The 90s. Yeah, but only like actual 90s in Tokyo, but outside it's more like Edo era, you know, there's nothing there. They make it seem like Tokyo is like this super futuristic city and outside of Tokyo everything is like the jungle or like <laughs> just like ruins. Like Yeah. It's like rice fields. It's like Tokyo is the only place with any civilization. Yeah. In order to get into Tokyo, you need a visa, like a passport. They need visa. And in Tokyo, there are lots of police watching for Saitama people. That's and right. And if, if the Saitama people don't have any visa, they'll be arrested and they have like a special way to serve. Saitama people. When we begin the radio drama, it takes place in this crazy strip club. Yeah. The police barge in and the police look like they're from a bad cheesy science fiction movie and they have these special glasses to right. detect anybody from Saitama and they mm. realize that there's a guy in the strip club from Saitama and everybody freaks out like, we've been contaminated by a Saitamese person <laughs> and even the woman who gets money from the, the guy is like, oh gross! And she throws the money away because yeah. it's infected with Saitama yeah, germs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Saitama people are just disgusting. Yeah. They're Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> they have Saitama germs. Nobody wants to have anything to do with anybody from Saitama. They're yeah. like the scum of the earth. Yeah. Then we go to the high school. We learn that there's a few Saitama students at the high school, but mm. they have to live in a separate shed far away from the rest of the high school, which is like this beautiful palace. Yeah. And everybody's super rich. It's like, it looks like the inside of Buckingham Palace or something, but it's a high school. Right. And there's a hierarchy. Right. Where the, the top A class is like all of the richest people, the most polished people in Tokyo. And from A to Z, and Z is the one like, they live in Tokyo, but because the parents are like working in Tokyo, so right. <laughs> they're really discriminated. They also talk about something called an urban index where it's like they have like some sort of black mirror type score yeah, of like yeah. how how high their hierarchy is based off of where they live i guess right <laughs> 
there's a new student at the school, a new high school student who is played by a guy named Gact. Yeah. Now, I don't know, is Gact an actor or is he like just kind of a TV celebrity? He's originally a visual rock musician. He's a rock musician. Yeah, he's a musician, but he became super famous to be in TV shows. Like. He has like kind of guest appearances on like a lot of reality shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's in his 40s, even though he's playing a high school student. Right. Yeah, and the thing I know him the most from is a show that Sari and I always watch together on New Year's. Yeah. He's on this special New Year's show where different celebrities take two items, one that's really expensive and the one that's really cheap and they do a taste test or like a smell test or yeah. they look at it and they have to guess which is which yeah. and he's famous for getting it right every single time for years and years in a row yeah yeah like 10 years almost or something like that and they actually reference that in the yeah, movie of it so later funny. on yeah so he shows up and he's wearing this crazy like anime kind of costume and yeah. all the girls are in love with him yeah except there's one person who doesn't like him the top high school boy yeah who's played by a, a 25 year old woman who who doesn't even try to look make herself a male uh there's also like some other gender swapping roles like there's a character at the beginning who's like a teacher who's like a woman but has like a fake mustache on and you only mm. see her for oh, like a few right. seconds yeah, yeah 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 everything visually is just really wacky and crazy yeah the character's name is played by Gakt is Asami. Uh, yeah. So Momomi hates Asami at the beginning. Yeah. Because he's jealous, I guess. Yeah, his given name is Ray. Ray. Yeah. So they make him do all these tests, like yeah. speaking in different languages and then breathing air from different prefectures <laughs> and trying to figure out which air the prefecture... Ah, uh, yeah. Not, which not, prefecture the air came not from. the area of Tokyo. Which area of Tokyo. Oh, which area of Tokyo. Like Shibuya, <laughs> uh, the famous exchange of Shibuya, or... Uh... <laughs> and he can tell just from smelling the air yeah. in a bottle from it's that like, area of Tokyo. Yeah, it's like he smells wine to judge which where the wine is from, but it's instead it's the air. And that whole scene seems to be like a reference making fun of that New Year's show that he's yes, on. Yes, that's right. So a lot of people outside of Japan would not get that reference at all, no. or a lot of the references and jokes in yeah. this in yeah. this movie. Yeah, but what happened is she lost the game of tasting the air. Right. And she fainted it out because uh, I mean he, he the boy yeah. <laughs> boy painted painted out because he was really shocked and then uh, Ray held the boy and went to the nurse room and took care of him and he said something nice to him and then he told him he's cute I remember yeah, that yeah, he, said he's, he said if you're not if you don't act so like mean you'd actually be cute or something yeah and Ray kissed and they had like me. they had a kiss so there's these two high school students in love two male high school students mm. which is a reference to a genre in japan called boys love boys love which is what exactly is boys love can you explain it for people who don't know what boys love is boys love is basically love romance between boys so it's like a sort of homoerotic story yeah but it's not written to be read by gay people it's no. more like for teenage girls yeah who find gay men to be sexy yeah is that yeah. right that's right <laughs> they fantasize about gay boys. Yeah, it's a huge popular industry. <laughs> and it's mostly women who read it or teenage girls or who's who's the audience for this boy love women. genre? Women. women. So gay men don't actually read it or we don't know, I guess. I, I don't know, but uh, mostly women. Because those guys are kind of described really like in like fantasy way. Right. And the boys in boy love are very feminine, right? Yeah, super. Very, very feminine. Yeah. 
Almost girls. Almost girls. Yeah. Idealized fantasy version of them. Yeah, they're usually very skinny. Very skinny. No muscles. Right. Can After you... the, so Momomi fell in love. Right. And he asked Ray to date. Oh, so we should say that Momomi's father is yeah. the governor yeah. of Tokyo. Yeah. We don't find out till later, but the governor's like a bit corrupt and... Yeah. But that's part of why Momomi hates and is a f- terrified of every single prefecture and anything outside of Tokyo. Yeah. And, Mom- Momomi doesn't know it's corrupted and Momomi believes that his father is great but it's actually really corrupted. And the governor has a butler right. who figures out the secret of Asami yeah. in the hallway. But the butler is also sleeping with the governor's wife, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's this kind of evil butler mm. who I assume is played by like a famous Japanese actor. I didn't recognize him, but... Yeah, I don't remember his name. He looked like a character from Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> So he's sleeping with the governor's wife and he runs into Asami in the hallway. Mm. He starts getting suspicious. This is also after Asami was nice to the students from Saitama, which a lot of people were freaked out. Like, how dare you be nice to people from Saitama? Later on, he's in the hallway and he runs into the butler. Mm. And the butler says, you smell like someone from Saitama. Right. And he figures out that Asami is actually like a spy from Saitama. Yeah. Trying to infiltrate Tokyo culture. and, And so the secret gets out and in order to see if he's really from Saitama or not he has to step on some senbei a rice cracker mm. from Saitama which is a reference to this thing that used to happen when there were Christians in Japan mm. and the Japanese government wanted to get rid of all the Christians so in order to see if someone was Christian or not they would do a test where they'd force the person to step on a picture of Jesus yeah and if they refused to step on a picture of Jesus that meant that they were a Christian yeah so this is like a parody of that except <laughs> where he has to step on some senbei with a picture of a pigeon on it <laughs> Because a pigeon is kind of the mascot of Saitama. Right. And he refuses and he's looking into the eyes of the pigeon. He's like, I can't do it. So then everybody knows that he's from Saitama. Yeah, yeah. And the senbei is Saitama senbei. Saitama senbei, right. It's actually made near where we live in Saitama. Yeah, we used to live there. Right. Yeah, Soka senbei. Soka senbei. And we used to live in Soka. Yeah. It's interesting because all the places or a lot of the places that they make fun of in this movie are places that we've lived in. They make fun of Saitama where we live now. They make fun of Chiba, which we used to live in when yeah. I first moved to Japan. Yeah. And they make even make fun of Tochigi a little yeah. bit, which is where Seri's from originally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So like he couldn't step on the senbei rice cracker, and they police figured out he's the Saitama person, and they tried to capture him, and he ran away. Right. But Momomi, the boy, said, "I'm gonna follow you. I'm in love." Because so they're they, love. Yeah. Together they escaped. And then they end up on a train, right? Yeah. And on the train they make this map of all the different prefectures they have to <laughs> go to. And I remember you found that scene very very funny. I didn't quite get the joke but they were talking about all the different prefectures they had to go through yeah and momomi seemed really upset to have to go through all these horrible prefectures that were not tokyo yeah 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 he kept like almost passing out because so disturbed yeah yeah also have to say that everything in this movie all the acting and especially the music Mm. is very melodramatic it's very over the top they take like kind of mundane things and make them seem really huge and like dramatic yeah on the 
train, uh, Momomi suggests, oh, we can go through Chiba. Mm. Asami's like, no, we can't go through Chiba because Chiba and Saitama are actually enemies. Yeah. But then the train breaks down. Yeah. And they end up in Chiba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, try to go through Chiba, right. but to the Ibaraki first and then go to Saitama. But Momomi says, why not going to Chiba and Saitama directly? But he said, no, no, it's so dangerous because this <laughs> Chiba and uh, Saitama are fighting so bad. And there's this thing in Chiba, according to the movie, where they force you to do fishing while stuffing all your holes and orifices with peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the reference. What's what's the joke about shoving peanuts in all your holes oh, of because your body? Chiba is the number one prefecture for peanuts. So oh, it super is. famous, yeah. Oh, I Chiba didn't know. is super famous for peanuts. Really? And also Chiba has a beach, very long beach where there's like a lot of fishing. And also Saitama <laughs> is one of a very few prefectures which do not have the sea. So people in Saitama are really kind of sad that they don't have yeah. the sea. And there's a lot of jokes about that, including yeah. the characters in the movie from Saitama are trying to secretly build a tunnel to the sea right. <laughs> through Chiba, which is why part of why they're at war with Chiba. Yeah, yeah. When I first moved to Japan, I guess we lived in Chiba for a little while, and then mm. we needed to find a place to live permanently. And mm. you said, I found us a place in Saitama. And mm. I said, what is Saitama famous for? And you told me it's famous for being not very cool. <laughs> I was like, really? Do we want to live in the not cool part of Saitama? And I googled Saitama because I didn't know anything about it and said it was the worst place to live in Japan. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. Why are we going to live there? Uh, It's uncool. Saitama's uncool. For a lot of people who don't know anything about Japan, uh, like some of my friends in Canada, when I mentioned Saitama, the only way they heard the word Saitama before is because the character from One Punch Man was Saitama. So they, they never heard of the prefecture, but they were familiar with anime so they're like oh Saitama like from One Punch Man and I guess that character on One Punch Man is named after Saitama because that character himself isn't cool right that's right that's where it came from so Saitama is really associated with not being cool yeah super uncool so after the train they're sort of taking this cart ride yeah (laughs) did they show how they got those people to help them on the cart no they didn't show it but the people who have the cart suddenly whip off their disguises and it's the Chiba Liberation Front. Right. And they're captured. Yeah. And they were about to be taken away to Tokyo because the Revolution Front leader is the butler. Right. We discover that the butler is actually the leader of the Chiba movement. And I guess the governor knew that because there was some like money ha- yeah. going back and forth and some yeah, corruption. Yeah, a bribe. Yeah. A bribe. He was bribing the governor to give people in Chiba uh, visas. Yeah, yeah, because Chiba also is banned to come to Tokyo without visa. But there's all these things in Chiba named after Tokyo. And I knew about one. I knew about Tokyo Disneyland. Right. Tokyo Disneyland is not actually in Tokyo. It's in no. Chiba. Yeah, and also Narita Airport. Right, so a lot of people end up in the airport or Disneyland and they're like, we're in Tokyo and even concerts. They, mm. They're like, I've seen concerts there where the singers are like, hey, it's so good to be here in Tokyo. And it's like, you're not in Tokyo. You're in Chiba. Right. <laughs> Chiba is like trying to disguise themselves as being part of Tokyo. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, they're pretending. Yeah. yeah, unlike Saitama, which is just uh-huh. the worst place 
in the world, apparently, <laughs> according to this movie. Right. Yeah, so uh, the leader of Chiba captured them and he said, I'm gonna sell you to the governor so that we can remove the visa system for Chiba. Right. And that's their dream, as well as Saitama's dream. They both want the same thing, even though they're enemies. Right. But uh, when they were all, almost taken, there's a saber. There's like a horse riding Oh, right. These, with... these horses and motorcycles show yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they saved uh, the boy and Ray. Mm, that's a very dramatic scene. Yeah. After that, they went to the hideout. In Saitama, it's Kaskabe City, and then they met the Duke of Saitama. That's right, that's where they met the Duke finally. Yeah, yeah, and it was revealed later the Duke of Saitama is... Did we mention Duke of Saitama before? No, I, I think we forgot to mention him. Right, so he's like a legendary guy. Yeah, so the whole plan of sending Ray, who I guess I, I kept calling him Asami, but Asami mm. is like his last name, right? Yeah. He was basically trying to do the same plan that the Duke was trying to do years earlier. Mm. So they must know each other already, right? Or is that not made... Like, do they know each other already? No, they no, they never met. Um, so wasn't Ray working for the Duke already, though? No, Duke was... People believed Duke died. They thought he died? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he survived. He's secretly alive. Yeah, yeah. And he secretly reunited the rebellion. Yeah. So he was like the secret mastermind behind the new rebellion. Yeah. Then Duke told them that there's a bribe. Uh, the reason why the Tokyo does the visa thing still now against Chiba and Saitama is because they secretly make visas in a dark market. Right. And make some dirty money. Yeah. And then they make gold and they hide the gold somewhere. Right. So they've made this giant stash of like gold, a secret gold yeah. stash. Yeah. And the Tokyo governors do that like from, you know, several generations before and they're still doing it. And it's a big, huge business. Yeah. I guess that's the whole reason why they want to keep the visas because they're making so much money off of it. Right. So Momomi said, I'm going to search my dad's office so that I can find clue. Clue I'm sure to I find the find... gold. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna find it and help you. Yeah, but then she said, I'm gonna do it. That's when she fainted out because she got... Um... <laughs> oh, she got Saitam malaria. <laughs> There's these special mosquitoes in Saitama that bite you. And when they bite you, it makes... The hiragana letter S. Yes. For those of you who don't know, in Japanese, there's three different alphabets. Mm. There's two phonetic alphabets, hiragana and katakana. Mm. Hiragana is used for Japanese words. Katakana is used for foreign words. Right. But then there's, most things are done in kanji. And it's considered to be more sophisticated to use kanji than hiragana. Yeah, kanji is Chinese Character, no? Chinese characters, right. Yeah. So every single character has a di is a different word. Right. As opposed to hiragana, which is phonetic, kind of mm. like the English alphabet. Yeah. However, Saitama uses hiragana mm. for their name, which I guess is considered to be extremely uncool. <laughs> yes, super uncool. The, the prefecture of Saitama, the capital city of Saitama, is Saitama as well, but the prefecture is written by kanji. But for some reason, the Saitama government decided to use hiragana for the capital city, and it's really really stupid. So often in this movie, Saitama is represented by the hiragana character for Sa. 
the yeah. first beginning of Saitama, Sa. Yeah. And when you get the mosquito bite from these Saitama mosquitoes, you get a mosquito bite that's in the shape of the character Sa. <laughs> right. And he gets it. Yeah. So he's sick. Yeah, he's sick uh, by Saitama germ. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Saitama germs. Right. He's infected by Saitama. Right. So the Duke of Saitama said, I'm going to take him to the hospital of Tokyo because there's no hospital in Saitama. Right. They said there's no doctors in Saitama, only yeah. a shaman. Yes, only, <laughs> only shamans, shaman. but no doctors. Yeah. Then they got separated. Uh, Momomi is taken by Duke of Saitama, but on the way to Tokyo, there was an attack by Chiba and Kanagawa, which is south of Tokyo. Right. And Duke of Saitama looked like he was killed and Momomi was saved and he was put into his own house. Isn't it shortly after that we find out that the Duke of Saitama is actually his father? Right. Because he thinks that the Duke is dead. But that's yeah. when Ray finds out that the Duke's actually his biological father. Because up until then, we thought his father was this strange man with white makeup on his face who appeared in like these sort of Mission Impossible videos that mm. self-destructed. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Momomi is in Tokyo and Chiba, Rebellion, decides to attack Saitama to win the visa right. for Tokyo. And they got to know that information, the Saitama side. And then people said to Rei that you're son of Duke of Saitama, so you're the only one to lead our rebellion. He's inheriting the title of Duke of Saitama. Right. And then Saitama team got together and they were a bit reluctant, but then one of the guys gave a big speech. And right, there was the pep talk from the student from the school from the beginning. Right, right, right. It started off as kind of a bad speech where Ray was giving a speech saying, do you know what they say about Saitama? And then he just insulted Saitama <laughs> for like a really, really long really, time. Really, really long time. Before that guy came in and interrupted and, and said, hey, Saitama might not have any famous places to visit or fun things to do, but it's still a nice place to live. And they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it is. And it's true. We live here. It is a nice place to it live. It is. But there's actually, they mentioned it, but there's no famous thing in Saitama. The only famous thing is negi, which is kind of spring onion. Yeah, like, or leeks. They're like, what are we famous for? Leeks and, and rice crackers. Rice crackers and... Anything else? They're trying to think really hard. <laughs> <laughs> So then the big battle happens. Yeah. They meet at this river and you laughed really hard when they said the name of that river. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like a famous river or? No, because it's near bit... our house. <laughs> oh, it's near our house. Yeah. That's why you... it was funny because yeah. it's near our house. Yeah. So they go to opposite sides of the river and they had like tons of extras, including like mascots from different prefectures. Yeah. And one of the mascots that we saw was... Funashi. Or Funashi. Yeah. From... Fu Funabashi City of From, Chiba. Right, and that's an unofficial mascot. Yeah. And we actually cut back to the dad who's still in the car listening to the radio drama pointing that out like he's not even the real official mascot. <laughs> because as we know, he's just kind of a guy who put on this costume... Yeah. made his own mascot character and ended up becoming one of the most famous mascots in Japan somehow. Right, right. When I first moved to Japan, all I saw everywhere was... <laughs> Funashi. Yeah, Funashi yeah. was like, he was everything. He was mm. the biggest, most popular thing in Japan at that right, time. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Momomi... 
Wait, I just want to say that during the the battle, yeah. they begin fighting by from across the river showing giant enormous posters of celebrities from those prefectures like right. saying we have this celebrity and then the other one goes yeah we have this one celebrity and they hold up another banner it's like a back and forth yeah. between like trying to compete to see who has the most celebrities from right. those prefectures right. that was super funny and their weapons are really stupid like some tools to dig a hole of the beach to get shellfish or just leaks Chiba has these like women who use these seashells and they're yeah. like listen to the sound of the ocean like <laughs> people you can't hear it and, and one i remember one guy fighter for saitama is just using leaks as i'm yeah, yeah. trying to fight with them <laughs> so funny meanwhile momomi found a secret map of the gold right and it's in guma right yeah it's in guma guma is kind of north east of Saitama, which is even more countryside. We've performed shows there many times. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, there's like, it's surrounded by mountains. And it was really funny The in the movie, there's a border uh, saying, beyond this border, there's no guarantee to, to survive. survive. Like you enter at your own risk. Yeah, and, yeah. When, and when he goes in, it looks like something from like the Lost World of Jurassic Park. And we even see a pterodactyl fly by. It's like a jungle, <laughs> yes. all these monsters and things. <laughs> it's a really crazy wild place. Right. There's all these sort of references to things that aren't actually in Japan. Like when they're in the train, yeah. we never mentioned why the train had to stop. It's because wildebeests were crossing yeah. the railroad track. Yeah, moods. And they, they point out like, what is this? The savannah in Africa? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> and now we're seeing pterodactyls and this giant Bigfoot slash swamp monster, which, right. which is alluded to earlier in the film. We see it like on TV that yeah. they find these giant footprints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was revealed. So it's like the Bigfoot is a fake. It's a fake thing. To protect the gold. The gold was hidden in a cave of Guma Prefecture. Now it seems like Momomi is about to get eaten yeah. by the people of Guma. Yeah. And also like they're going to sacrifice her to that giant creature. Yeah. But then it's 5 p.m. So they're like, oh, we all have to leave. It's 5 p.m. <laughs> is that a Guma thing? <laughs> is that like a joke about Guma that they all stop working at 5? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Because in most places in Japan, people work very late. Right. No, Guma doesn't have lots of business. <laughs> I see. Okay. Yeah. So then she finds the gold. Yeah. And it's a lot of gold. It's this giant room with like billions and billions of gold bars. It's, it might be more gold than there actually exists in the real world. Right. And she returned to Tokyo. Right. He. He returned to he Tokyo. He returns to Tokyo. Yeah. And then the, it was found out the fight. The battle between Chiba and Saitama was a fake battle because they met all together and... Uh, they actually joined forces yeah, to yeah. attack Tokyo. Yes, that's right. And it was actually arranged between the Duke, yeah. who's still alive, still turns out alive. he didn't die, yeah. and the butler guy, right? Right. It was a part of their secret plan to join forces to fight against Tokyo, and they got other prefectures involved. Yeah, Tochigi and Guma, which is the north of Saitama, and it's... Yeah. Right, so all the forces going against Tokyo, and then this giant battle war starts. Right. And one of my favorite things that I thought was the funniest is because this movie didn't seem like it had a huge budget. Mm. Decent budget as far as Japanese movies go, but most Japanese movies don't have big budgets. But for one scene, I guess they needed a shot mm. of like thousands and thousands of people running through the streets of Tokyo. So they actually cut in some footage of a Tokyo marathon <laughs> in order to make it look like there's a battle happening. Yeah. And then they just put the audio of people going like, ah! 
ah, but it was actually just shot of people running a marathon. <laughs> that was hilarious. Very funny. Yes. And then they were, all of them marched to Shinjuku, Tokyo, which has the tall, really tall building of the like Tokyo prefecture office. Oh, so that's what that building was. I yeah, wasn't yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I knew it must have been significant because they were showing it a lot, mm. but I wasn't sure what that yeah, building was. That, that's where the government is. Actually, and actually, apparently, they showed it there. Oh, they got permission. Cool. Yeah. And meanwhile, Momomi met his father and said, I found this secret gold and I'm gonna reveal that to all the media because the reason why they're matching Chiba and Saitama made fake battle is so that they get media's attention oh. and because they matched into Tokyo they the media follows that and they are coming to hear this Shinjuku the government place and when everybody gathers I'm gonna just make the press release. Oh I didn't I didn't understand that when I was watching the movie actually. Uh, I'm yeah, yeah, glad yeah. you're explaining that to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah so she copied it she made a bunch of like tons of paper which says actually Tokyo government is being like really corrupted and there's gold and there's all proof. Uh, I see. So that's what those papers were. Yeah. I, I didn't quite understand when uh, I was watching. So then the papers get thrown out the windows yeah. and everybody gets them. Yeah, everybody got there and they found all the secret and then they arrested his father, the right. governor. But that's not the end. There's no. more. <laughs> that seems like that could have been the end of the movie, but yeah. it keeps going. Yeah. So like, it seems like everything's settled, but then Duke of Saitama gave one big book of documents to Momomi, the son of the governor. I'm gonna <coughs> leave this document to you. You're gonna do everything. And then the document's title is The Plan to Saitama Lies Japan. The plan to like make everything in Japan like Saitama. And yeah. I'm really glad you translated that for me because in the version we were watching, they didn't actually translate it in the subtitles. Right. There's no translation. So yeah. I'm so glad that you could tell me what it said because otherwise I wouldn't have gotten that joke at all. Mm. So yeah, then it cut back to the current time where the, you know, the family was listening. We cut back to the family in the present mm. with the daughter and the husband and wife. And we kind of skipped over a part where the husband and wife have a big argument because they're listening to it and she's from Chiba and he's from Saitama and they argue. <laughs> she's like, you're not even like really from Saitama. And remember that time that you lied and said you were from Tokyo because there was a cute girl and you don't didn't want to admit you were from Saitama. Uh. And after listening to the story, they get back together and they're really moved and they're crying and emotional. And the yeah. daughter's like, what the hell is wrong with you? This is so stupid. They take the daughter to meet her fiance. Yeah. And only to discover that he's in the car listening to the radio drama and crying too. And he's <laughs> yeah. so unmoved. He's yeah. like, we're not going to move to Tokyo. We're going to stay in Saitama because we should be proud to live in Saitama. And the daughter is just like, what the fuck? Oh no, this is the worst. I don't want to live in Saitama. Yeah. This is horrible. Yeah. But the daughter's alone because everyone else is so moved. Yeah. So then Saitama continues to take over the world through family marts and mm. restaurants and things right. that are from Saitama. And there's this giant tunnel, like huge thing. Yeah. Where there's like a scene that's kind of like from Star Wars. <laughs> the story is being broadcast by a mascot. 
Yeah, the mascot was revealed to be Momomi right. with Ray. So they were like secretly putting all the Saitama legendary story to spread Saitama to they're Japan. They're spreading Saitama propaganda because now they want Saitama to take over the whole world. Yes. <laughs> like Saitama, everything will be Saitama. Yeah. And then there's this whole montage about how because things from Saitama, like Family Mart and stuff, are like spreading all over, the whole world is being infected by Saitama. And they showed these little Saitama Saz, the little <laughs> character for Saw going everywhere, like spilling out when people eat gali gali, which is like a kind of popsicle, yeah. popsicle ice cream from Saitama, yeah. which our friend, an actor of ours who's in some of our shows like Green Man, he actually wrote the jingle for the gali gali yeah. song, gali gali, and gali gali was like a big part of the movie, part of Saitama taking over the world. What else? What other things were they using to take over? Lots of restaurants. I remember them saying all these things about Saitama, like if you see somebody eating a melon, they're from Saitama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, then yeah. and then the movie ends with this song that gives like a bunch of sort of trivia about Saitama, all kind of insulting Saitama. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of facts about Saitama in this movie, like, or they seem like facts, but I'm not sure if they are, like saying that on average, women from Saitama have the smallest breasts. Yeah, I think it's true. But men from Saitama want the biggest breasts, and that's yeah. why there's no love in Saitama, because <laughs> the women have small breasts, but the men only want big breasts yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Really catchy song at the end, Yeah. which uses my name a lot. Dan, yeah. dan, 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 dan. That, and that's the movie. Yeah, that's uh, the movie. I hope you enjoyed watching it as much as we did. Or if you haven't watched it yet and you're just listening to the podcast, I don't think we spoiled it for you. It's going to be a different experience for you to watch right. it yourself. So, so Sari, there are so many jokes in this movie that I feel like I got that people who aren't living in Japan wouldn't get. But also there must be so many jokes that I didn't get mm. that only you got. Right. It's a very Japanese humor like mm. very specific to japan mm, especially surrounded by tokyo area i still think that people who watch this movie who don't know anything about japan would still enjoy it mm. just maybe not as much yeah you just miss a lot of the jokes yeah maybe for them it looks just all crazy <laughs> what were the funniest things that happened in the movie for you that i didn't understand at all that like i couldn't have gotten that joke but you got the pigeon, right? I yeah, I've recognized that that pigeon. I've seen that pigeon all over things, like right. on you know signs and things. And I've you know the sembei. There's the sembei ah, shop. And... Yeah, the, I think the, the one of the really funny parts is like Ray did the test of like smelling the air. Right. And um, there's an area called Nishikasai, which he described. There are lots of Indian. That's right. He said he could smell curry, but also the sea a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like Nishikasa is kind of in a, a bit off site from the center of Tokyo. And this, the girls, female students, seemed really impressed because they didn't realize that it was in Tokyo. Was that what they said? They were like, oh, I didn't even know that was in yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was in Chiba or yeah, something. Yeah, it's really kind of common thing like Nishikasa is really mixed up with Chiba ah. because it's so close. Right. <laughs> that was really funny. Lots of very specific jokes based off of geography. <laughs> yes, yes. And also the the song mentions there's a Hello Kitty. Um, oh yeah, that's right. There's yeah. I've never seen that before, but there's a Hello Kitty that's a rhino wearing a rhinoceros costume and sitting on a ball. It's very weird. Yeah, that's a Hello Kitty's accessory. What do you call like? Like a charm. It's like a little yeah. decoration you put on your bag yeah. or something. So or your there's phone. a thing. Uh, every single prefecture of Japan has their own version of Hello Kitty, and they sell it in the local areas and. 
and every single prefecture has something famous, right? Right. So they have something like, for example, Tochigi, my hometown, is famous for strawberries. So Hello Kitty wears like a strawberry strawberries. hat.、Oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. But Saitama doesn't have anything. So <laughs> what they did is they used pan because Saitama is like Sai and Tama. And Sai means rhinoceros. Sai means rhinoceros? Yeah, rhinoceros. And Tama means ball. So, <laughs> so ball rhinoceros. Yeah, so what they did is they put the rhinoceros costume to Hello Kitty's head and like make Hello Kitty、uh, stand on top of a soccer ball. So the specific Hello Kitty made for each prefecture usually has something culturally specific, except for Saitama, where、yeah. they couldn't think of anything. So they used Pang. <laughs> Do you know what the one for, for Chiba is? I don't know, maybe peanuts. Is that the only thing that Chiba is famous for? is peanuts? I mean, Chiba. Is pretty famous for,、uh, you know, Chiba has the sea again, the beach. They have the sea, the beach. Sea, seashells. They have Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, Narita Airport. So it can be air, like airplane. It can be airplane. Could be, yeah, it could be Hello Kitty on an airplane. Yeah. I do remember when we lived in Chiba that their、oh. mascot is this big red dog that looks a bit like Clifford, the big red dog. <laughs>、oh. And the mascot for Saitama, which comes up a lot, is a pigeon, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like a pigeon holding leeks, is that right? No, I'm no. thinking of the character from Pokemon. <laughs> There's a character in Pokemon that's like kind of a pigeon yeah, holding the leeks. Yeah, pigeon. The white pigeon is just the bird of the Saitama Prefecture, but it's not really famous. The soundtrack in this movie was so operatic. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it seemed like they were kind of trying to reference movies. Like、yeah. the music for the scene where he's giving the speech, it really sounded like they were trying to make it sound like the music. At the end of the first Star Wars movie,、oh. when it's like they're having the ceremony to give like, <laughs>、right. Luke Skywalker a medal. One of the things in this movie is the way people from Saitama identified themselves、mm. was to do something called the Saitama pose, where you sort of cross <laughs> your arms and make a circle with your fingers、yes. and stick them out to sort of look like the wings of a pigeon, I guess. Right. Is that an actual thing that、no. people do in Saitama? No, I think they,、uh, it's based on the manga. Okay. And I think the manga created that pose. So if I went around doing that to people in Saitama, they would just look at me like I was crazy. Yes. Unless they've seen the movie. Yes. Yeah. So the director is called Hideki Takeuchi. Right. He started off as、uh, the director for TV shows.、Huh? And one of his famous, most famous TV shows is Nodame Cantabile, which is about a girl who w a n n a become a pianist and a conductor. Oh, I guess I've heard of that. Yeah, I guess you've told me about yeah, it. Yeah, that was a huge hit. Right.、Um, that was very successful. This movie is a very different style than that. That was like a little bit more serious and realistic, while this movie is like very silly and farcical. The TV show is also really funny. Oh, yeah. Very, very silly and funny. And then he made the movie based on another manga, and it's About Roman Bath. Oh, right. I've never seen that movie, but I remember seeing the trailer for it、mm. in the theater, and I really wanted to watch it. It's a guy who takes a bath at, like, in Japan, they have these sort of public bathhouses、yeah. that are very common, and he goes into one and it allows him to travel back in time to Roman times. Right. But in Roman times, everybody's still Japanese,、yes. even though it's Rome. Yeah. That's really funny, too.、Um, and then I guess he became the director. 
But he started off as TV. So mm. you told me that there's sort of a funny story behind how he ended up making this movie. Right. Which is based off of a very old manga from the 80s that was never finished for yes. some reason. Yeah. It's based on the manga, the same title. And the manga became kind of legendary, although there's only one issue. There's only several episodes. But it was like a big hit, that manga. It was not a big hit back then, but it was found out later. You know, it got caught on. Kind of a sleeper hit. Yeah. So tell me the story of why that manga artist never finished writing the manga back right. in the 80s. <laughs> so the reason, originally the reason why he decided to make the manga, just like full of insult of Saitama, right. is because he was making like a hit manga back then. But then he moved from somewhere to Saitama. <laughs> to find out that there are two of top editors. Two of them. Yeah, two of them who constantly nag him to make manga in time, you know, you know. Like they're bo the both living close to him. Yeah, yeah, wow. both living close to him. And he got so scared and so stressed and so mentally pressured. And he said later on, I think I was being crazy and losing my mind. And because from out of the stress, he decided to make just a really silly manga to insult Saitama. Right. And he thought it's fine because he's living there back then. But then sooner he moved away to a different prefecture but then like he had to keep the manga but he felt really guilty uh. just because he was not living there anymore but he still insults Saitama and he thought oh I'm not the right it's only okay to insult Saitama if you're living there yeah, yeah in his yeah. opinion yeah so that manga was it's old. It's from the 80s. Yeah. But the attitude towards Saitama doesn't seem like it's changed in, no. in the, like, the longest number of years. No. Do you think that that manga like, is what started to make people think that Saitama was so uncool in the first place? Or has it always no. been that way? It has been always like that. People have always kind of picked on Saitama, like yes. kind of bullied Saitama. Yeah, like the movie often says, it's Dam Saitama. Dam Saitama. Know? That's like a really common expression in Japan. Like Japanese, it's the Saitama and it's translated really well. Do you know if at the time that that manga came out, mm. do you know if people from Saitama were offended by it? I don't... You don't know? No, but I heard something like... Some manga artist or the director either that side of families got mad. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you even doing this? I mean, the manga has lots of insults for Saitama, but it also seems like it's kind of defending Saitama. It's about people from Saitama trying to defend themselves. Uh, not really. I don't know. <laughs> it's mostly just insulting Saitama. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the director of this movie put an apology at the beginning of the movie so that people yeah. wouldn't get mad at him. Yeah, he was really scared, apparently. Actually, when he decided to make this movie, it was half a joke. He made like a proposal to yeah. make this movie, but he was not too serious about it. Like he never expected that they'd actually let him make the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to give presentation and they were like, movie company, they were like, yeah, sure, make the movie. And he was really shocked. Wow, yeah. I mean, if you just pitch something as a joke and they're like, yeah, here's some money, make it. That's right. pretty shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lots of actors, including the two main characters, yeah. uh, especially Gakt who did Ray, when he got the offer, at first he thought it's a joke. Sure, because not only is the premise of the movie so crazy, but also he's a 40-something-year-old being asked to play a high school student. Yeah, yeah, and he's not really, you know, a proper actor. 
actor either. Right, he's not even really an actor. He's more like a personality, <laughs> yeah, TV personality. Yeah, yeah. and then it was premiered or like tested mm-hmm. screening. Test, test screening, right. Test screening. The director was super worried, like how they're going to receive it. Were there people from Saitama at that test screening? Uh, I don't know, Who maybe knows, the right? premiere, yeah. yeah. But the test screening was really successful, apparently. Oh. Lots of medias came to, you know, that... Like, there's a rumor that the movie is going to be good, and lots of people came to judge the movie. But then, like, sooner, they just started laughing really hard, and, like, <laughs> they seemed like they forgot, like, they, they came to judge the movie. They just purely oh, enjoyed just enjoy- it. Wow, that's yeah. rare for a movie. Right, and then it came to Saitama, and he was worried, but, like, people in Saitama just loved it. Ah, uh, people in Saitama have a good sense of humor. They don't mind being insulted a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it turned out um, the Saitama made the most money for the movie. Wow, really? Yeah, so people yeah. in Saitama bought more tickets than anywhere else. They yeah. really wanted to watch a movie about yeah. Saitama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know when I found out about this movie, I sure wanted to watch it. Yeah. I don't know if I can consider myself to be Saitamese, as they say in the movie, but you know, I've been living in Saitama for a few years, so yeah. how long do you have to live in Saitama before you're considered being a true... <laughs> do, do we consider ourselves to be Saitama? To me's people. <laughs> sure, yeah, we lived long enough. Yeah. Yeah. So he never thought he'd even get to make this movie. Mm. And then this movie, it was a hit. Did it do well financially? It was a big hit. And even won some of Japanese Academy Awards. Really? Yeah. Wow, which awards did it win? It won the Director Award and Editing Award. Best Director? Best Director. Wow. The Best Editing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and like the two main characters were nominate, nominated for the Best Actors, the Best best main character wow they were nominated but they yeah. didn't win no well that would have been amazing for <laughs> for Gak, considering he never acted before i know and the actress who plays the other boy mm. mimimo no not mimimo momomi, momomi. Yeah. do you know anything about her is she famous she's a kind of decent level famous young actress who's kind of you know, raising her career. I read on Wikipedia that she's 25 and she's a model. Right, but she started doing more acting roles and started to appear on TV shows, but not in serious, like, high movies. But yeah, so I was surprised. Oh, she's pretty good. So what prefecture is the director of the movie from? Uh, Chiba. He's from Chiba. That's why there's so many, like, insults of Chiba as ah, well. So in the original manga, they might not have had this stuff about Chiba as yeah, much. Yeah, they yeah. kind of added that for the movie. They, I think they added a lot. He wanted to make fun of his own prefecture as much as he made fun of Saitama, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And he was comfortable insulting Chiba as well. I guess it's always fun to insult the place you've come from a bit. Right. Do you like making fun of Tochigi? Yeah, yeah, in, uh, I mean, it's really common thing, like, you know, Tochigi is so, Tochigi doesn't have a lot of things either, right. So, to, but Tochigi is north of Saitama, and between Tochigi there's Guma and Ibaraki, so we kind of compete each other, hmm. uh, Tochigi and Ibaraki and Guma, and they kind of insult each other, like, I insult, like, Ibaraki and Guma, and they insult Tochigi, but, like, Saitama is, like, a bit 
different. They're like near a bit closer to Tokyo, so Saitama is actually a bit higher than Tochigi, Guma, and Ibaraki. Really? I、yeah. thought Saitama was the lowest of the low. Not from Tochigi's point of view, because、uh. Tochigi is sometimes not considered as Kanto region. Kanto region. Because it's a bit farther away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a Kanto region which includes Tochigi, Guma, Ibaraki, Saitama. Chiba, Kanagawa, you know, Tokyo is the center.、Right. And then north is Tohoku region, which has the Fukushima. But so people often say, like, people often make fun of Tochigi saying, you know, you're the south Tohoku, right? Not Kanto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't remember them really insulting Tochigi in this movie a lot. I remember there's one scene where、mm. she finds out that a guy's from Tochigi. Momomi finds out that this one person is from Tochigi, and she's like, Tochigi? Tochigi? Oh, actually, Tochigi's not that bad anymore. I don't、yeah. have anything to say about it. Yeah, there are not a lot about Tochigi. I guess there, I think the director or like manga writers were not familiar. They couldn't come up with any jokes. Yeah. Is it true that Tochigi is considered better than it used to be? No, no.、Uh, It's not, I mean, like she, she said,、uh, it's not actually bad. It's like she got too used to hearing bad know, places. Yeah, bad、uh, places. I think I didn't quite get it because the translation in the、ah, subtitles. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the, some of the translation in some of the subtitles were like a bit off.、Mm. He's constantly saying, like, kiss me, kiss me to Ray. Yeah. In the subtitles, but at one point he said, Will you please kiss me again? And you said that wasn't what the line actually was. Yeah, yeah. It, at the end, because Momome became kind of strong and he kind of has his own belief now、mm-hmm. to you know, save, save Japan. So he said, I don't need to ask you for kiss anymore. Right. And they translated that as, Please kiss me. Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> Which really makes the line a lot less cool. Yeah. Because I guess, in a way, he is kind of asking for. For a kiss, but he's kind of like being doing it in a way cooler way than yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. just please, please kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you know what prefecture Gact is from? Maybe Saitama. That would be cool if Gact is actually from Saitama.、Uh, let's Google Real it. Real quick, yeah. This is the part of the podcast where we Google things. <laughs> It's the Googling part of the podcast.、Oh, Okinawa. Okinawa.、Oh, yeah, yeah, and also the actress of Momomi is also from Okinawa. They're both from Okinawa.、Yeah. Oh, does that bother people from Saitama that they're not being represented by Saitama actors? It's、I、Okinawa mean, actors coming in and stealing the roles of Saitamians. I mean, I guess Saitamians are just super happy they got featured. They're just happy that they're in a movie at all.、Yeah. Are there any other movies that take place in Saitama? No. I want to ask you about the governor of Yokohama. Oh, yeah. Now, now, Yokohama is another prefecture that borders on Tokyo. Right. It's like the cool place. It's where all the foreigners live. It's、yeah. where all the theater stuff happens. It's where all the fun stuff is. Yeah, and there's Yokohama, which has Chinatown. And it has like amusement parks. It's by the sea. It's considered a cool place. Right. And the governor comes and he's a cool guy. He's playing guitar. He's wearing a captain's hat. <laughs> yes. Is the governor of Yokohama evil? Yeah, in that show, yeah. yeah. I meant in the movie. I didn't mean in real life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's kind of singing this song about like annihilate them all or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was super evil. Very evil and guy. And it's played by a famous actor. He's. Like a super funny, like comedy guy. Were there any things you learned about Saitama from this movie that you didn't already know? I didn't know the city which produces leaks also、yeah. makes bricks. 
Oh, yeah. And then the bricks are used in Tokyo Station. And the city also made their own station, which is very similar to Tokyo Station. But they didn't use their own bricks. They used tiles instead to be cheaper. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. so, so one of the most famous things about Saitam is we provided the bricks right. for Tokyo Station, one of the most iconic, famous stations. But we, they couldn't use it for their own station. <laughs> they had to save yes. money. Wow, that's very funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I now remember. Remember the joke you didn't get before the battle started? You know, the Saitama teamed up, but they were not being cool about it. And like, they're really negative about fighting. And one said, like, Urawa, it's one of the main cities, said, I'm too cool to be here. Like, you guys are so, I, I, I'm the most, like, <laughs> the one who makes money the most, and you guys don't do anything. And then, like, the other city, which is actually Saitama, the capital, yeah. kind of said, no, I, I'm, we are the cool one. Like, you, you're the former, because Urawa, city is former capital city oh. and Saitama is the current capital city so ah. they started fighting and there's a guy representing Yono city said please don't fight please stop and those guys shut up because actually Yono is between Saitama and Urawa in ah. location wise so that was really fun Yono is really small and it's like pushed by other two big cities <laughs> those are very specific jokes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Very geography based. Yeah. yeah, so even within Saitama, there's some like fighting be- between people. Like, which part of Saitama is the best part of Saitama? Right, right. <laughs> even though it's considered to be like the worst prefecture. Yes. <laughs> you just reminded me in the scene when they were having the battle across the river, the celebrity poster battle. Mm. Did you recognize all those celebrities? Yeah. All of them. All of so them. they weren't very obscure. Those are real celebrities. Yeah, and so even though, like, they, yeah, there's some posters, it was raised, and Saitam said, ah, it's not good. And they kind of <laughs> insulted the celebrities, and that was funny. It seemed like Chibo was, was really losing, and they're like, yeah. oh, we're winning. Those aren't good celebrities. But then they showed some voice actress, and they're like, oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is that voice actress? Uh, she's an actress, and it's also a joke. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, because she's like kind of long career um, actress who's like in a, like regular TV shows which lasted for a very long time. So she's a little iconic, but she's not recognized as the best actress or anything. So the way Saitama people reacted, oh, yes, this is good. It's really <laughs> a joke. And that was also funny. So as a person living in Saitama, mm. did this movie make you feel more proud to live in Saitama? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, me neither. Should we move, Sari? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we shouldn't live in Saitama Maybe anymore. Maybe we should move to Tokyo or Kanagawa. This movie, or Yokohama maybe? Yokohama, Or yeah. Okinawa. Okinawa. I, I don't know. This movie really opened my eyes. <laughs> I didn't realize how awful our home was until we watched this movie. <laughs> right. Well, Sari, thank you so much for explaining this movie to me. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but I guess I enjoyed it a lot more with your explanation. There's lots of things I wouldn't have understood. Mm. So thank you for ex- helping explain it to me and to our listeners. Welcome. It's been fun. This has been a great movie. I think this might be one of my new favorite weird movies. Yay. I want to watch it again. Yay. There was so much happening that I couldn't take it all in. I feel like I missed stuff. You know, I right. I was like reacting to one thing. And by the time one thing had sunk into my mind already, we'd moved on to some other crazy thing. Mm. 
really a fun movie. Really interested to know what people who don't know anything at all about Japan might think yeah, of this movie. But yeah, super entertaining. Yeah, I'd recommend it for anyone, even if you don't know anything about Japan. Or maybe this is a good way to learn about Japan. <laughs> Definitely learn some stuff about Saitama. Yes, yes. <laughs> lots of lots of trivia and facts about Saitama just crammed in the movie. There's just literally scenes where characters are just saying trivia mm. to each other like we have this in Saitama and this and, but we have this in Chiba it's just a lot of it just seems like people reading things from a Wikipedia page <laughs> almost you know uh, lots of trivia being exchanged all right well until next time thank you so much for listening to the weird movie club podcast if you're listening on Apple please give us a five star or subscribe or yeah I'm Daniel Wishes Thank you for listening. I'm Sari, and um, thank you for listening. See you next time on, let's say it together, Sari, Weird, Weird Movie Club, Club. <laughs> the podcast. podcast. Oh, good job. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Next week's movie is Barman Phoenix. That's right, Mr. Leg. Next week's movie is the 1991 classic film Barton Fink by none other than the Coen brothers. Until next time, stand on this rice cracker to prove you aren't from Saitama.